to all of you who have listened, shared and connected with me, thank you. I started Empower with Mahi because my deepest passion is for women to feel empowered. My new business, Organize Her, is no different. The tools we create are designed to give the busy woman back her peace of mind by helping her keep her shit together and get stuff done. Our vision is for women everywhere to feel in control of their lives, confident within themselves, and have enough time for everything that matters to them. And I am so excited to announce that Organize Her has officially launched and our productivity planner is available now at our website in addition to our digital moneymaker budget tracker. Those of you who have followed along throughout 2023 know how much time and thought has gone into these productivity planners and I know I am totally biased because this is my baby but I am completely obsessed with the planner and I know you will be too. Our website link is in the description organizeher.co and from the bottom of my heart thank you for inspiring me to fulfill my purpose for your ongoing support and for being a part of this journey with me. This is Empower, the podcast that motivates you to start living your best life as your best self. My name is Mahi Sorensen. I'm a former lawyer turned podcast host, content creator, and now your personal hype woman. Thank you so much for joining me where we chat all about growth, goals, and living with intention. No matter how life is feeling for you today, this time is yours, so let's make it count. Welcome back to Empower. I have learned a new word this week and that word is micro stresses. And as someone who is perpetually stressed and actually kind of finds comfort in a specific level of stress, but that also struggles to gauge once I've surpassed that level, I needed to learn more about what this term micro stresses actually means. So what I have discovered is that the word microstresses refers to minor daily hassles or irritations that can accumulate and contribute to overall stress levels. So basically just the annoying inconveniences of the world. Often we call them first world problems because they seem so minor that it feels almost trivial to be complaining about them in the first place. And unlike major stresses that are, you know, the big significant life events that we're all familiar with or major challenges, micro stresses are often small, subtle and frequently encountered in day to day life. So let me give you a few examples. Commuting to work, dealing with busy traffic or public transport delays or just the general commute to work at all that can be a daily source of frustration or stress. Issues at work, like an annoying coworker or a heavy workload or tight deadlines or a work computer that doesn't work properly, and then you have to call an IT number, and then you end up waiting on hold for an hour, and then that was an hour of time that you needed to work on your stuff. Inconvenient. You know, that's annoying. Talking about waiting on hold, what about life admin? I like life admin, right? I love being organized. I love planning. I love feeling on top of everything. But sometimes it's just the balancing of multiple responsibilities that becomes more stressful than it needs to be. Like maintaining a household and managing finances and scheduling appointments. And then if you have kids, you have to think about childcare and school and extracurricular commitments. And it's a whole layer of things that I'm yet to learn about. And I'm quite happy to not know about it at this point for my own sake. (laughs) And dare I say it, sometimes it just feels like a hassle to sort out groceries and get petrol for the car. When you constantly feel rushed or like you're working extra hard to keep up with a packed schedule, 
that contributes as a micro-stressor. And if we break that down even more, financial micro-stressors are hard enough on their own, managing budgets, dealing with unexpected expenses, that's the worst. That definitely almost sends me over the edge as someone who is a strict budgeter. General concern about money as well, that counts. And if you aren't feeling 100% yourself, maybe you're constantly exhausted or burnt out or you've been meaning to go to the doctor for that one thing but you haven't or maybe you aren't able to get out or move your body as much as you want to and that makes you feel anxious or maybe you haven't been eating well but you can't find the time or the energy to do anything about that. Maybe you're dealing with some small annoying disagreements that you're having with friends or family that just don't feel like a big deal right now but are still using up your energy. Throughout life there are times when there are people that we are just that we love so much and that are so important to us but when you're not feeling like you're aligning right now for various reasons you know we all go through different things at different times that's just something else to worry about that you would prefer not to have to worry about. You could be overstimulated with constant notifications, information overload, your phone just constantly buzzing. Maybe it's about decision making, constantly making decisions throughout the day about what to wear, what to eat, which tasks to prioritize. That can contribute to decision fatigue and stress. And that one is a killer because we often hear it being called emotional labor and it becomes a major sticking point in relationships when looking at the division of functions. I'm sorry, that sounded extra lawyery. I mean, the division of responsibilities and contributions and who does what around the house? You know, who does the cooking? Who does the cleaning? Who makes the decisions about what to get for the groceries? Who schedules the times to make sure everyone is where they need to be at all times? The reason it's a killer is because all of that decision making is practically invisible. But that's an episode for another day. And I don't know, I'm really interested in that at the moment. So, um... To be honest, I just haven't done an episode on it because there's so much to say and I still have a lot to learn. But I digress. You could be experiencing all of these micro stresses or only a few of them. But the distinctive difference between a micro stressor like the ones that I've just mentioned and the big stresses in life like losing a job or losing a loved one or moving house or expanding your family is that micro stresses look and seem insignificant on their own. And that's why we often brush them off as first world problems because they don't feel and look like real problems on the grand scale of problems in the world. But it's the cumulative effect of micro stresses that makes them something that we should acknowledge because we have all had that day when all you needed to do was spill a drink on your new top or you go to the supermarket and you get distracted and then you forget the most important thing that you were supposed to be getting at the supermarket in the first place. Or I don't know, maybe this happened to me the other day, midway through a workout, headphones die. So annoying, so inconvenient. And when you have a billion other things that have also been happening that are annoying and inconvenient, by the time you get to that last one, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like the world is suddenly ending. And the world doesn't feel like it's ending because you forgot the milk for your cereal. It feels that way because of the cumulative effect of all of the other micro stresses going on in your day. And this was just the one thing that tipped it over the edge. And you know what tipped me over the edge last night? I feel like sharing now, now that... <laughs> Now that we're in this conversation, I feel so bad for saying this as well because I love my dogs 
as most of you know, I love my dogs because they are my whole life and they are my whole world and I treat them like humans and they sleep in my bed every night. Okay. So I am not a negligent dog, mum. Disclaimer. But honestly, last night I was drifting off to sleep, right? It's been a big week. It feels good to drift off to sleep when you've had a big week. And then you're abruptly pulled from that peaceful place because your dog hears something like out on the street that is not a threat, no one on our property, but she feels like she needs to have a very big barky bark. (laughs) But it's okay because she's trying to be protective, even though her brother is the big scary looking dog that actually protects us. And he is also now not impressed to have been woken from his sleep. Anyways, start drifting back to sleep and she does it again. Not all good. Not all good, because this is the second time. But I tell her to go back to sleep, and then the three of us settle in again. Then she goes for round three. And you know what? That was it. (laughs) That was it for me. First time was annoying. Second time was starting to get a little bit frustrating. By the third time, unacceptable. And I very quickly became disproportionately stressed about it. And... I know there will be new mums or like mums with babies or just mums that know this whole experience that will be like, girl, you wait. (laughs) I'm waiting. Don't worry. And I know that there are always much more serious problems in the world. And yes, it's just life sometimes. But being mindful of these daily hassles and intentionally implementing strategies to manage and reduce their impact on our well-being is helpful and it can have a profound effect on how we feel each day. So let's get into that. And despite my dog, who I love with my whole heart, being incredibly annoying last night, all things considered, I have started implementing some of these strategies that we're about to discuss to manage all of the micro stresses in my life and keep me away from that daunting edge. That will send me spiraling. And I know you know what I'm talking about. As many of you know, I have a desk bird standing desk and I love it. I am at my desk pretty much all day, most days, and hand on heart, it is one of the best investments I've ever made. And with my under desk treadmill, I can seriously hit 10,000 steps a day in less than two hours without leaving my office. So I'm not joking when I say I cannot imagine life without it now. The good people at Deskbird have given me a discount code, which will get you $40 off any Deskbird desk purchase. That code is MIHI, M-I-H-I, plus you get free shipping New Zealand wide and a 10-year warranty. Warranty. So make sure you head over to their website, desbird.co.nz, and check them out. The link is in the description. First things first, we need to be able to recognize and identify micro stresses in everyday life. So here are some ways that we can do this. Number one is reflect on your day, and you don't need to sit down and journal, although I think that is a very good idea. And once I launch my productivity planner, there will be space in there for a short daily reflection every day. So make sure you sign up to my newsletter to be the first to know when it drops. Link in the description. If you aren't in a place yet where you have time or can prioritize actually sitting down and writing something down in the journal, just take some time at the end of the day, even if you are lying in bed to reflect on the moments that caused you frustration or annoyance or a slight increase in stress. I think we all kind of do this naturally anyway. I know that I definitely do when I've got big stuff going on. You know, it's those things that you can sort of ruminate on. It doesn't feel that great. Sometimes it's better to just go to bed and think about all the good things and then move on. But if what we're trying to do is get on top of our micro stresses, we need to start identifying patterns 
And the only way that we can do that is figure out what it is that's actually causing the annoyance in the first place. Next is pay attention to your emotions. This has to be probably the most beneficial, I think, for most of us, certainly for me, paying attention to how you feel throughout the day. So if you feel irritated or impatient or overwhelmed, what is it that's making those feelings worse in that moment? Find the situations that trigger those feelings and start recognizing when you are feeling those feelings, maybe even tune into physical cues. I'm at a place now where I feel like I can feel my blood pressure rising, probably not literally, but maybe I haven't ever thought about that, but I can feel my heart, like my heart starts racing. If I'm extra, you know, like sometimes I feel extra crazy. And when I'm in that place, it's been a little while, my whole body goes cold. And so I can feel it when I'm starting to near a freak out and I will either snap myself out of it or start reasoning with myself to be like, calm down, everything's okay, you are in control of this feeling. Seriously, that is the, that's the internal chat that I have going on in my head. Or sometimes I will just completely shift tack for a little bit and get away from the trigger so that I can self-regulate and get back to a state where I can be calm before I try dealing with it again. All of that relies quite heavily on a level of self-awareness and that's something that I think we are all constantly working on. But when you start figuring out how to be in control of, not in control so much of your feelings, although I think we are in control of our feelings, but I think it's more just in control of your reactions. Your reactions don't get the better of you. It's a really good feeling. Maybe I'm just a control freak, I don't know, but I would highly recommend definitely paying attention to your emotions. Number three is seeking feedback from others. So trusted friends, family members, colleagues, those people can provide insights to you because they are the ones who see you day in and day out most of the time. And it's pretty easy to tell if something's not 100% right. And you would know that you're very good at being able to recognize when something's not right or when someone that you care about is more stressed than normal. So ask the people in your life if they have observed any recurring stresses in your behavior or if they've noticed situations that seem to affect you more than others. And then number four is conduct a stress audit, which kind of is my favorite because it feels a little bit planny, planny, organizing. And if you want to do this, you need to take some time to assess various areas of your life. So your work, relationships, parenting, daily routines, habits, responsibilities, health, finances, consider which aspects consistently contribute to your stress or discomfort. And the the word audit probably like isn't the best, but you know what I mean. It can help you identify the micro stresses, especially if you're someone who is very logical, who needs to see everything written out. And once you have it all in front of you, Once there's no denying it, then it's easier to move on to some of the strategies, which is what we're about to talk about now, effective strategies for managing micro stresses. As always, we need to be prioritizing self-care, exercise, meditation, mindfulness, breathing exercises, making times for the hobbies you enjoy and the people that you love, getting outside, touching some grass. When you're feeling balanced within yourself, it's much easier to find balance when you have everything else to throw into the mix. We all know what happens when you're already not feeling great and then a few extra little surprise stresses make their way into your life. 
it's harder to deal with and there's no denying that. Time management is also vital and again something that we can speak to more once my productivity planner is ready to go. But you want to be prioritizing tasks, you want to be setting realistic goals and breaking larger tasks into smaller more manageable steps. Establishing clear boundaries in your personal and professional life, learning to say no and communicating your needs effectively. These boundaries can help prevent excessive demands and minimize stress arising from committing to too much or feeling like you're stretched. Developing effective coping strategies, identify healthy coping mechanisms that work for you. And that's the key. They need to work for you. All of this, right? It needs to work for you because what works for me might not work for you. And it is a little frustrating because it could be a bit of trial and error, but that's all part of learning more about yourself. So this can include talking to a trusted friend or a family member, practicing relaxation techniques, engaging in creative outlets, journaling, seeking professional support through therapy and counseling, and just learning more about yourself, discovering more about what helps you cope versus some of the things that maybe aren't so helpful. Then we have practice perspective shifting. Try to reframe or shift your perspective on micro stresses. Ask yourself if a particular situation will matter in the long run or if it's worth expending significant energy on and focus on the bigger picture compared to the relative importance of micro stresses because that can help reduce their impact. And I've found this to be particularly helpful for myself because sometimes we do really just need to ask ourselves, is this as serious as I am allowing it to feel right now? And that's not about being dismissive of your experience, but it's also very easy to get carried away with our stress sometimes. So it is necessary to just pull it back and have perspective. Then we've got creating an organized environment, also something I have taken up in the last few years and has totally changed my life, changed my spending habits, changed my consumption, everything. Maintaining an organized and clutter-free physical environment definitely can promote a sense of calm and reduce micro stresses related to misplaced items, time-wasted searching for things or feeling overwhelmed by a messy space. I started living in this way after I listened to a book. It was like a cleaning and organizing book. And it was, there was one sentence and it was the more things that you have, the more things you have to clean. And I was like, you did not have to tell me twice. I hate (laughs) spending time dusting and cleaning things. Like I, I don't mind it. There's something satisfying about it, but I hate doing it if it feels unnecessary. If I have overconsumed, if I have too much stuff in my house, and I did, like just like random furniture and shit that we just don't need, then that creates more work for me. And the cleaning and organizing moves from being kind of satisfying to just really irritating and annoying. So having less stuff changed my life. And greatly reduced that micro stressor for me. And as always, good social support. Cultivate a supportive network of friends, family or colleagues. Having a reliable support system can provide emotional support, a sounding board for venting and assistance during challenging times, obviously. Seek out positive social connections that can help alleviate the impact of micro stressors. And don't try to deal with everything on your own because you don't have to. 
So those are all the strategies. Try implementing them. Find others that work for you. You will start building your own resilience so that you can then mitigate the impact of micro stresses in your life. You'll get better at managing them, finding ways to overcome them and observe them without being consumed by them and without them compounding to ruin your day. It's really just about taking care of yourself and practicing self-awareness and paying attention to your triggers, having a strong support system, prioritizing the important things, not sweating the small stuff, accepting that the flexibility and adaptability of life isn't necessarily a bad thing and learning from setbacks and failures. Yes, micro stresses are always going to be a part of life, but when there are practical things that you can do in your everyday life to make it easier to handle them, why wouldn't you? Anyways, that is about all from me. So thank you for joining me. I hope that whatever micro stresses you have going on right now, that you find a way to overcome them because I know you can. And on that note, I will love you and leave you. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that you've taken time out of your day to listen to me. So make sure you do something kind for yourself today and I will chat to you next week.